Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. I am your host, Shay Sparks, Chief Excitement Officer of Sparks of Fire International, where we spark leaders in transition who are unclear, go from fear to fired up about their life and business. And if you wish to talk more in depth about coaching, heart and mind fitness, brainstorming for your business, podcasting, and or veteran resources, connect with me, Shay, today at the Calendly link in the show notes on your podcast platform. And today, our guest is the amazing Sean Douglas. So welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you. I am so honored. Thank you for being here. I I mean, you drove all the way to meet me while I'm on tour in Park City, Utah. So thank you for, for being you. Well, it, it's a nice drive. And anytime that I can connect with somebody off social media, because we have our friends and people that we really get close to on social media are go-to experts. And then they're in the same place. Like we need to connect socially, like in person, not just socially online. I completely agree. And, you know, it's funny. We saw each other just a f- few months ago and PodFest in Orlando. And uh, our mutual friend was like, I'm pretty sure I've known you longer than him. And I was like, you know, I don't think so. So I went back to Facebook and we literally connected, I think, in January of 19, probably in a Facebook group or something. So, you know, it's just uh, awesome to always meet people and connect with them in person. Like, oh, wait, you're really as cool as you are on per- online. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the mystery, though? Mm-hmm. Like you meet somebody like, oh, yeah, we're Facebook friends. Yeah. And, and you're kind of hoping. Right. Kind of wondering. Kind of hoping, but you're not sure. Right? Yeah. You're like, please be as cool. Like we've connected. So, you know. Yeah. And maybe, and I, and I think about this quite a bit when I meet people, like, is it like a dating site? Like their, their profile is <laughs> right, one way. Right. And then you meet them they're like, man, they're nothing, nothing like, what like, they, right. like what we were talking about. And that's almost the, the fear. That's almost the fear. Like, man, I want to ruin the relationship that we have online. Let's meet. You're like, oh man, I hope they're as good as they are in our messages and in their messages and in their groups. And, and you don't want to be, nobody really wants to be disappointed. Sure. We kind of just want to know. Sure. But, you know, life happens. Life happens. Yeah. So I don't have your bio in front of me, but uh, for those of you who don't know, Sean Douglas has two amazing and incredible podcasts, and he's a former airman from the United States Air Force. So fill in any blank. Yeah. I have two podcasts. One's called Create, Launch, Monetize Podcast, where we teach you exactly how to create, launch, and monetize podcasts, books, speaking businesses, coaching programs, products, and services or online and offline businesses. If you want to create, launch, and monetize something, we show you how. The other podcast that I have is called From No Worth to Self-Worth, and it teaches people how to find self-love, self-value, and something that you and I talked about, self-care. So I'm going to add that to kind of the opening and say, hey, if you're looking for self-care, if you're looking for self-love, if you're looking for self-value, if you want to value you over other people's opinions of you, Mm -hmm. then this is the show to listen to. We have 10 episodes as of this recording and over 14,000 downloads. That's awesome. It's better than my other show. Oh, that's awesome. And my other show makes more money than the from, you right. know, so Create Launch Monetize makes more money, but more people listen yeah. to From Nowhere to So It's so Perfect. cool. And something we're working on this year is to turn that podcast into an actual reality TV show. Oh, I love that. That yep. would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Sign really me up for that. that. Sign me up for that. Love it. So on our show, I always like to start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? That That's amazing question. And when you first said that, I think of investing as 
I'm investing to get something in return, mm. like stocks and yeah. crypto and everything right. else, right? I'm investing to make money. Yes. As I think deeper, as I say that, I always tell people to invest in something without expectations, but always invest something with a great ROI. Mm -hmm. Now, the ROI could be money, or if you invest in a relationship, right. it's, it's how that relationship grows. So really, investing in its simplest form is giving money, giving attention, giving something to grow something mm -hmm. to get something back. Yeah. Nobody just wants to like hear $20 to the homeless guy. Like I'm never going to see that again. You know what? I, 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 I think that something does happen because when you give mm -hmm. something always comes back to you. I agree. And I think without the expectations, you won't disappoint yourself. So investing in its simplest form is giving something of yourself to build something that will then return something to you mm. without expectations. So that's mm. got to be the thing without expectations. Agreed. And so for, for us in our, in our coaching world, it's the antidote to expectations is having an intention. Yes. Yeah. So what do you think the intention would be behind uh, investing in other people? Depends on the person. Um, if I wanted to invest in my wife, I want to have a better relationship. And therefore I know intrinsically inside that if I invest in her, she will then in turn invest in me. Mm. And, you know, in marriage is a little bit of an expectation, but I know that if I invest in her, she's going to give it back to me and our relationship is going to flourish. We're going to grow closer together, connected. If I invest in Shay Sparks as a friend, as a, as a, as a colleague, you know, she's going to grow. And then I'm going to get something myself by saying, wow, I gave her that tip. It works. I wonder who else I can give that to. Mm. And then my brain starts thinking about all the other people I can help, which Zig Ziglar said, if you help enough people get what they want, you'll yes. eventually get what you want. Yes. Again, it's not an expectation that you're going to get what you want. It's just reality. It's what happens. Mm -hmm. If you invest in your children, if you invest in your coaching clients, which you absolutely should, People are like, well, they're going to pay me 2000 or 5000 or the high ticket items or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're going to pay for that for me. And I'm going to coach them on, man, if you just think deeper, I'm going to invest my time. Or maybe you invest some money. Maybe you take some of that money and you create videos and you create a podcast episode, which takes money. But if they pay you to coach them, there's a little investment. It's mm -hmm. your time. It's your energy. But how does that grow them and you at the same time? Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of why I asked that answer because I, everyone's, first of all, everyone's answer is so different. It's so fascinating to see where they come from. But I find that in the military space, just by what you just answered, you've invested in your team, right? And now they're, they've been risen to have a higher standard of being a leader. Yes. And so then they'll reenlist or they'll still want to continue forward. Same with coaching clients, right? Or your business, right? You've invested in your team. And then they go out and build a better product for your customers. And then your customers are happy. So then it means more dollars coming back into the business. So it's so fascinating to me that this conversation can literally hit on so many different levels. Yeah. I like to burst through this door that's been opened when you said like your team and building other leaders. Yeah. Because I've heard your show and I've heard some of the other people and something that's touched on, but not really just broken down that barrier or it can get you fired. Mm. A commander once told me that I'm too intense 
Mm. I'm too alpha as a military leader and it pushes people away and they don't want to work for me. Mm. My immediate response without even thinking, I was like, well, sir, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Mm. I can do everything I can mm -hmm. as a leader mm -hmm. to build other leaders because real leaders, that's what they do. They build other leaders in the military, especially we want to hold on to our rank. We want to hold on to our job security. Mm -hmm. We want to hold on to our job position and we never want to be busted down. So we create followers mm. and we don't build other leaders to take over our job. Mm. I'm the exact opposite. Every military leader that listens to your show has to do one thing, train other people to take over your job. Because if you're sitting in that career field and if you're sitting in that job and you're sitting in that comfort zone and you're not building other leaders, mm -hmm. you're hindering your team. Agreed. So I told that commander who told me that I was a toxic leader mm -hmm. that, well, sir, if people don't want to be motivated, you can't motivate them. There was only two or three people out of like the 15 or 10, you know, 20 person team that even mentioned that they were like, oh my God, he's amazing. And oh, I love him and you know, whatever. But there was a couple of people that turned me in sure. because they were like, well, I don't like his approach and he's too hard mm -hmm. and he's too intense and I don't like the way he talks. Mm -hmm. So they took the, the sides of the two people that I offended. Got it. The thing that, that really bothered me was that they were willing to do that. Mm. So we're willing to hinder 15 people, but the two people out of the 17 person team that I led, we're going to cater to them. So we're going to hinder 15 people. Mm -hmm. I always trained next man up. Mm -hmm. I believe, and, and this may not be popular, but I, I believe in bottom up leadership, not trickle down. I yes. believe in bottom up leadership. The lowest guy can train somebody to be amazing based on their skill set. I know a 30 year old airman. Mm -hmm. So my rank in the military, I was a technical sergeant, mm -hmm. E6. This A1C E3 comes in mm -hmm. and is treated like an 18 old airman. Mm. I was one of the only people besides me and another tech that treated him like a 30 year old mm. and then asked his background. And then capitalize on his strengths. This guy used to manage a grocery store chain. Wow. He was not only the, the, the Andover Street grocery store. He would travel to different grocery stores and he was like the regional manager of these grocery stores. And so I started putting him in leadership roles. Mm -hmm. And he was like, oh, thank you, man. I feel much better. When everybody else treated him like another 18-year-old nobody. Right. They don't ask their background or try to capitalize on their strengths. Real leaders build up other leaders mm -hmm. and they capitalize on their strengths and they're not offended and they're not scared when someone else is better than them in one area. They lean on that person to build their team with that skill set because I may not have that skill set, mm -hmm. but that person does. So I'm going to lean on that person. It's like business people like do what you do best and outsource the rest. Yeah. You look amazing. You may do one thing and you have a team that does five others. Right but most people want to take credit for everything, even though they're not doing everything or they want to try to do everything so that they can be that solo right. entrepreneur who's crushing it, which never happens because you just burn out. Right, right, right. So what I want to bust through the door on is bottom up leadership. You need to build other people around you to take your spot because your mentality as any leader, I won't be in that job forever. As a leader, you should be living the next rung up. You should be operating like you already are the VP. You already are the next leader, the next manager, the whatever, and training your replacement. Mm -hmm. That's what you should be doing. 
Most people won't because then they think that, oh, they're going to take my job for me. Right. And then I got fired mm. and had to go do a different job. Mm. So I'm just hearing growth opportunity. 100%. Um, and I'm hearing growth opportunity from your commander as well, because here he <laughs> is not willing to talk to the people who complain mm -hmm. because they're the ones who are triggered. Yep. Not not the other 15, right? right? So he wasn't even willing to do the work, to be the actual leader himself and go dig a little bit deeper and figure out what it is that triggered them. Yep. Because it's not about, it wasn't about you. Right. It was about them. Always. Yeah. And and I would say that a lot of people are like that. Absolutely. It's not about you as the person. Right. When people try to tear down other people, it's not about you. Right. It's about them. Absolutely. Yep. And so Mark Sanborn has an amazing book, an amazing coaching program. Uh, it, it, I think it's a coaching program. It's more of like an online course, whatever. Mm -hmm. But look this up. It's called You Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader. Yes. And, so true. And so many military people I know lose their title, they lose their identity, and then they lose everything. Yep. So true. You don't need a title yeah. to be a leader. The lowest man, because... If I get out of the military and go do another job, mm -hmm. I'm the lowest guy. I'm the right. lowest seniority. Right. But what do I bring? There might be a 25-year-old manager there at that place that you're working at. And you're like, well, I'm 38. I'm 40. I'm 42. Whatever. Like, I can outleader him all day. Yeah. Why not coach him? Exactly. Why not train him? Exactly. Because then that 25-year-old, if he's receptive and growth-minded, may in fact teach that to other people. You as the lowest guy have no value whatsoever in the eyes of people that outrank you. If you're in a union, they have way more seniority than you. Your brand, they're not going to trust you. You have zero, no like and trust factor. Right, exactly. However, if you go into a job and you coach and train that manager from behind the scenes and say, hey, as a leader, as this, as this, as this, and you make him a better leader, it makes your team a better leader. And maybe, just maybe, that particular leader, that 25-year-old, whatever, says, well, I didn't do it all myself. He trained me. Mm. He coached me. He mentored me. And then all of a sudden the value comes. Yeah. Without expectation. The law of reciprocity. Yes. Yes. Love it. And speaking of laws, it's the law of buy-in. Mm. People will not buy into whatever it is that you're selling, business. People will not buy into your vision, leader, until you make a positive impact difference on their lives. Absolutely. And there's a whole cliche, like people don't, don't care how much you know until they know not how much, much you care. care. Yeah. Right. The law of buy-in simply states that people will not buy into you as a leader. They will not buy into your vision until you buy into them mm -hmm. as a person. Yeah. Leaders don't lead organizations. That's where every leader gets it wrong. Yes. 99% of everybody's like, oh, well, I'm leading the military or I'm leading this, this business or I'm leading... You're not, you're not leading a brick building. Right. You're leading the people who run the organization. Right. So real leadership, true leadership is about leading people from the front. Yes. Not leading the bricks that build the building. Mm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so let's take a step back and, and talk about why you decided to join the military in the first place. Were you on a career track out of high school or did you know from the get-go? Did you have family? Or were you like me and a troublemaker and was like, you know, I should probably do something with my life. That one. <laughs> I was actually a, a warehouse manager at Discount Tire. And I had done a lot of jobs. I love being in the kitchen. So I did a lot of um, 
Like I worked at a golf course as a, as, as a cook. I worked at a Greek restaurant as a busser. Then I moved up, you know, busser and dishwasher. Then I moved up to like short order. Then I moved up to kind of like, I took a couple orders a couple times. Like, hey, could you grab that table? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Sure. And I would just take the order and then they would put it in. So I was like kind of doing everything in this Greek restaurant. And then I worked at a steakhouse. I ended up quitting the steakhouse because the, it was this real toxic environment, real toxic. Started out as a busser and a dishwasher, like 16, 17, then moved my way up to expo, then moved my way up to short order, then line. I mean, I was just, I mean, I loved it. That's mm -hmm. what I want to do. I want to go back to doing that. I love being yeah. in the kitchen. I love cooking, yeah. right? Serving. Yeah. But I quit and then Buddy's like, hey man, we need, we need help at discount tire. I'm like, ah, oh, whatever, dude. I, I'm, I've been building cars my whole life. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. So that day, September 11th, I quit my job and I went and joined the military the next day. Wow. And I graduated high school with like a 1.9. Wow. I never wanted to go to school. It was crazy. I slept through all my classes, but then I aced all my tests. I was like that smart. Yeah. And every single teacher, principal, I can go back and look at all my report cards, all my progress reports, everything, all the letters and all of the conferences that my mom and I ever went to. And they always said, he is an A student, straight A's all day without even trying. Wow. But he doesn't try. Right. So I'm a CD, I'm a CD student because mm -hmm. I wasn't interested in that stuff. Sure. The only classes I ever aced was like my tech classes, mm -hmm. like computers, automotive, things like that. That's the only thing that was ever aced. Got it. I mean, if you dress in gym, you'll get an A. Right. You know, but like English, nothing. History really did good in that. But like math and everything else was like CD. And they're like, you know this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but whatever. You're right. So you started, you were in the Air Force and then you started a business where you, it's still in the air. You oh, were yeah. still in. Oh yeah. So what prompted you to do that? Like, what was your thought process? My mom's an entrepreneur. My uncle's an entrepreneur. My aunt was a hairdresser for years, for years, and then got into marketing because she needed to market her like chair, mm -hmm. you know, cause, cause what they do is from what I know is the hairstylists and the hairdressers and everything, they rent out the chair. They don't work in the building as an employee. They like rent their chair. Right. Mm -hmm. So she needed to market to the clients to come see her where she was because she could move around to any hairstyle place or whatever. So I come from that background. I had uh man, I sold baseball cards and really try to like shovel snow for money in Michigan, rake leaves, like, like, cause I needed money. And then yeah. I had jobs at 14, 15 years old. I was, I knew like I needed money to do things. Sure. I always felt like I am going to do something amazing in the world. I just don't know what it is, but like, I want to do that. Like Tony Robbins, like I want to be Tony Robbins. Right. Like I want to be somebody inspiring. Yeah. I never did. I didn't even start speaking professionally until like 2015. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to speak in front of anybody. I get jitters and shakes and I'm like, oh, I don't want to. Mm -mm. I was very comfortable behind the scenes. Like I was the mastermind and the, and the puppeteer. And like, that's what I love doing. So coaching is great and everything. But I was a DJ, then started doing weddings, then got booked so much I needed another person. Then I shared revenue with that person. Then we built a, a, an entertainment company and then we did like 650K in like 2007, 2008. Wow. And then it bombed out. Everything bombed out, sure. right? I flamed out hard. I started drinking, started living a rock star lifestyle. My house burns down. I get kicked out. I mean, I bought out of the building. Like I wow. lost everything. Wow. I slept in my car. I went from pulling in like 150 to 200K a year to zero. Wow. In a matter of months was getting kicked out of the military because of my drinking, not showing up to work, not showing up who I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then 
people said, you know what? He's got the potential, right? He's an A student. Mm. I never, I never just tried. I was always pissed off at the people who would touch something and it immediately turns a million dollars. Right. I'm like, come on. Oh, I built this business 30 days ago and I'm a millionaire. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, is that true? Number one. Right. Number two, like freaking how? Right. I want to do that. But then I would get so discouraged because I don't know how. But then I was always too prideful to ask for help. Mm. So I flamed out. Yeah. Drinking, abusing, like bad. Suicide, yeah. bad. Sure. Right. Then I got, I got healed. And then my wife and I built an antique and collectible store because I was buying storage units at auction in the height of the storage wars. Mm -hmm. I still do that. Mm -hmm. A lot of prices have come down, which is great. Right. So we did that. And then I started doing the speaking and the coaching and the mentoring. Then I became a suicide awareness trainer. Nice. Then I became a master resilience trainer and I learned emotional intelligence and I learned resilience and started applying it to myself. Then I started going out and speaking professionally in 2015. So I had to go through all that bad Absolutely. stuff in order to have a story, a platform and learn how to tell that story. I became a drill instructor from 2009 to 2013. I learned how to tell my story through those years. Yeah. I learned how to use pitch and tone and just command voice if I needed to. But I learned so much about who I was and who I am and who I could become. Mm -hmm. I got into professional development. I read, my mom gave me a book during that time called um, The Power of Positivity by Norman Vincent Peale. Mm -hmm. That changed my life. You ever bought a new car? You never seen that car anywhere? You buy the new car? Now it's everywhere? everywhere. Yep. It was already everywhere. Yeah. The one thing I tell people about positivity and abundance, it's the same thing. Yes. It's everywhere. Yes. But if you don't focus on it, yes. you'll never see it. Right. Agreed. So Tony Robbins and everybody else says if what you focus on expands. Yes. Where focus goes, energy flows. Yeah. Like I get that. Yeah. I want people to train their brain as a leader to focus on the things that you don't see. Mm. It's easy to hold somebody accountable because you saw them mess up. Mm -hmm. It's not easy to see past someone's smile because they're hurting and they don't want to tell you. Right. You can see past all of the facade. You can see all past the crap, even online. You can see past the rented airplanes and the BMWs. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see that stuff. If you know what to look for and you train your brain to see past all the facade and all the social media limelight, and even in person when you're leading your teams, you can see past stuff because you know their mannerisms, you know their behavior. If you step back and you take a 10,000 telescope view on everything that goes on, I promise you, you'll become a better leader because you can see past the crap. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. So what advice would you give someone who's in that transition phase of life and moving on to the next phase? Same thing we do in the military. I'll give you, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a couple real quick. Military, have another mission, mm. period. Mm -hmm. Become a better family man. Become a business owner. Become the best employee possible. Some people are very comfortable not owning a business. They want to show up to a nine to five and they want to go home. That's great. Mm -hmm. I will never judge anybody like, oh, screw the nine to five. Screw that. I think we don't have a great resignation, right? All these people in the pandemic and everything were sitting there like, oh, I'm, I'm quitting my job. I don't think there was a resignation, all the great, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. I think, number one, it's easier to become an online entrepreneur. So everybody wants to do it. Yeah. I think working from home, they realized their worth. They realized that their job sucks. Yes. And they hate it. Yes. And now there's an opportunity to work from home. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Right. Agreed. I think people took a stand. Agreed. I don't think that the resignation was nobody wants to work. Oh, no, no, no. Everybody wants to work because they realize they got to have money. What they realized was their worth. Yes. 
Agreed. I completely agree with it's you. It's me. So employees, if they're transitioning from employee to CEO or, you know, they want to build a business, whatever, like, like have a plan. It all comes down to that plan. Have a business plan and a marketing plan and a budget. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can comfortably work your nine to five. We hear Gary Vee talk about this all the time. Mm-hmm. Vaynerchuk's always like, work your nine to five and then work from 7 a.m. to 2 in the morning. And then, like, yep. but you got to sleep, right? Right. But have a plan. And that's what I always did my whole career. I built all these side businesses on the side. Yeah. And when they overtook my income, that's when I was going to exit the military and whatever. But I never did. I never exited the military until just recently after I retired after 20 years. So if you're military, you have to have another mission, whether it be business, family, whatever it is, this is your sole focus and this is what's going to drive you. Yeah. As an employee, same thing. Have a business plan, have, have plans to go and, and start with the end in mind. I want to end up here. Now work yourself backwards. Agreed. As a CEO going to retirement, again, it comes down to what's next, what's now. I don't think you can just shut it off. I don't think you can, a military person can shut off their alpha. I don't think an employee can shut off an employee mindset because we always hear working in your business, not working on your business or working on it, not in it. And, mm-hmm. You know, you're an employee of your business. You're not like the actual business owner. You got to work on the business. I don't really care. I'm going to do what needs to be done. Okay. If I got to put on an employee hat and edit a podcast episode, then that's what I got to do. Mm-hmm. If I have to outsource something as a leader, then that's what I'm going to do. I could care less about the whole shenanigans about working on your business and in your business and what I don't really care as a business owner, you have to do what needs to be done. Period. The end, we can all go home now. You have to do what needs to be done, but you also can't burnt out and you also can't do it all. So you have to delegate. It's a really delicate balancing act. So my advice is always have a mission, have a plan, have something that will drive you. I love that. I love that. I love having that you have a mission and a plan. Most from from what I've met, most have were so wrapped up in the purpose that the military gives you yep. that it was like, oh, now what? I have no idea. I'm lost. I don't like I don't have a clue. I don't even know where to start to figure out my purpose. So I love that you're already you're thinking about it before you even take that that step, that leap out of your comfort zone, which is what I have been coaching forever is literally get yourself a plan or at least be thinking about it. Yep. You don't necessarily have to have a plan and written down and goals and 90 days, 60 days, whatever. But you can at least be thinking about it in a creative curiosity type of way and going, oh, I get to explore now. I just had an epiphany just now. Yeah. I was like, I just had an epiphany. Holy cow. Like my heart is beating right now. Yeah. And and this is like, you ever ever thought something or said something or met someone or did something and you just immediately got chills and you immediately felt like hot like all over you, like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You don't instantly, instantly get excited. Yeah. I feel like, now you can say whatever, whoever, whatever. I feel like that's like, I'm in alignment with my spirit. My spirit was like, yes. It was my spirit like celebrating. Yeah. And this just, and people like, I believe in like God and like the Holy yep. Spirit. So yep. it's like, yep. a door was just opened. Yeah. Like an epiphany. Just, and, and it's so funny because I've heard the things that people have said. I've heard what you've said a couple of different ways, but the way that you said it, the word string immediately aligned with my soul just now. Mm. Here's what I felt. Yeah. Okay. I felt like, again, you were like kind of talking to me and like telling me and like coaching me in a sense, my mind translated that into the last 20 years of my life. Mm. Here's what I thought. Oh my God. Okay. So the military is so good. Yeah. And being a basic training instructor, I was in the military. I went through it. Then I went back to ground zero 
and taught it. Mm-hmm. Here's what my mind thought. Oh my gosh, this is so good. The military is so good about its core values. Mm-hmm. Air Force is integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do. Yep. We are so good about harping on the second core value of service yes. that we it's about giving whatever. The military is so good about hyping up the fact that you're serving your country. You are the top 1% of all, the, which is true. Mm-hmm. You are the top 1% of all males and females in this country. Out of the 330 million people in the United States, you are the 1% that wants to serve its country. You're doing something so great and so big that only 1% of the population does it. How cool is that? Oh, by the way, as you get up in rank, everybody's an airman. That's, that's what we call yeah, it. Yeah. Soldier, Marine, yep. sailor. Yep. But as you get up in rank, you're no longer an airman. You're a non-commissioned officer. No longer are you a non-commissioned officer. You're a senior leader. You're a senior NCO, non-commissioned mm-hmm. officer. As we get up into those senior leaders, the E5s and E6s, you're like the 3% or the 5% of the military. You know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're like the backbone. You're like so needed and great. Oh, you're a senior leader? You're like the top like 3%, top 2%. You know, you're like the top best, like not everybody becomes a senior leader. Oh, you're a chief master sergeant. You're the top 1%. That's not a lie. That's an actual stat. Yeah. Literally an actual stat. You're the top 1% of all enlisted people. Yeah. You are the top 1% of all enlisted people that ever joined the military. Only 1% of the actual people will ever become a chief master sergeant stat. Mm -hmm. We don't do so good that on our own. Right. We don't do that to our team as business owners. If we're at the top of the CEO chart, who's giving us that cause? Mm. We don't have a cause. Yeah. And I just, and that, that my soul smiled Mm -hmm. because in the military, we have a cause. Yeah. Look at Ukraine, look at Afghanistan, look at it in the military. It's the purpose. Right. Yes. But I, I want to take it deeper though. Yeah. As a husband, yeah, I have a purpose yeah. for my wife. Yes. But do I have a cause? Mm. My purpose as a husband is to love my wife unconditionally through thick and thin, mm-hmm. through health, through right, through yeah. through everything, right? I yeah. mean, I, we got married 15 years ago. I don't remember exactly what to say. I could watch a movie and find out, you know, for better or worse, for sickness, like yeah, yeah. right, right? But what's the cause? Like, why should I care? Because I'm told as a husband that that's what I should do. If that's the case, then why do men beat their wives? Exactly. Their purpose is to love their wife, right? Mm-hmm. Well, then what's their purpose for beating them? They don't have a cause. Mm-hmm. Their purpose is to love some. What if they don't want it to be their purpose? But if they have a cause, think about how many people are, are protesting every day about something. Yes. They're passionate. They're like, oh man, they got a purpose. No, they have a cause. Hmm. They have something that they absolutely truly believe in. Man, can you imagine the people that yeah. that burnt out because yes. well, it's not my purpose anymore. They don't have a cause. And immediately when you were saying these things, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, find your purpose, find your purpose. Like it's all cliche, right? I want people to find their cause. Love it. There you go. Oh my God. Okay. I'm happy because, <laughs> because like, like we speak to like self-worth and we yes. speak to business and, yes. we're, and we, we have all, I mean, if you literally wrote down every single 
coaching program that teaches you time management, if you wrote down everything about fear, if you wrote down everything about energy and woo-woo and yoga, and I'm passionate about Reiki, and I'm passionate about empathy, and I'm passionate, I'm, I have all these passions or whatever, and you see people that are like scatterbrained, like, oh, well, I want to build this business, and I want to do this and this, I want to do all this stuff. But what's your cause? And I think if you can train people, and all the coaches listening, if you can train people on a cause, mm -hmm. which is higher than purpose, they call it like, you have to have a higher purpose. You have to, I'm naming it right now. So I'm framing the problem. People don't have a cause. Yeah. They may have a purpose. I wanna serve, like John Vroman, my mentor, amazing human, love him to death. His cause, family men with a business. Mm -hmm. Not Business businessmen who happen a, to have a family. family. Yeah. That's his cause. Yeah. And so he created front row dads mm. because he was doing the same thing and falling into the trap. Okay, just five more minutes, son, five more minutes. Mm -hmm. And I do this all the time. My daughter would be like, give me juice. I'm like, wait, I'm trying to finish this episode. Wait, I'm trying to do that. Hold on. And I'm pushing them to mm -hmm. the side. And I, I, and I do it. I do it all the time. And I'm working on spending more time now that i'm out of the military yeah. i'm spending more time like i like my wife and i will go like to park city where we are now yeah and we debated like well do we bring our kids or i don't know and and we didn't because they would be outside while you and i are doing this and i just right. don't want that distraction and it's not fair to my wife to be the babysitter right exactly. we can make my 15 year old do it but then again that's not fair to her and like it's just not an opportune time so they're better off at home and we can leave them to their own vices and watch tv and play and yeah whatever and we can just knock this out right perfect but we talk about it. Should we leave our kids? Should we not? Because mm -hmm. I don't want to exclude my children. Sure. So what's my new cause? Mm. Self-value and self-worth. And, and, and as I thought about it and as I was saying it, maybe that's why the one show of business has less downloads but makes a little bit more money than the self-value show that makes a little bit of money but has a ton more value yes. and ton more downloads yes. than the other show. Mm. That's my cause. Yep. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of like coached myself. Like in that moment, like, like you unlock that door yeah. and think about how much more passion you have for a cause yes. than you do just a purpose. Agreed. My purpose is to serve in the military. My purpose is to be a husband or wife or father or mother. Like that's my purpose. And I love my purpose. But is it your cause? Mm, love it. So let me ask you. Yeah. You're fear-based. Mm -hmm. and, and you coach and you do a lot of the podcast stuff. Like, mm -hmm. what is your cause? Mm -hmm. Is the podcast your, your purpose? Or is it your cause? Is the book that you just came out with and your book tour? Is your book tour your purpose? Or is it your cause? So I volley to you. Mm. What's your purpose and what's your cause? So mine is... All of my, all the things I do is my right. purpose. Right. The cause is my, my dad was in the drafted to Korea Ooh. in the military. My grandfathers were in Korea. And he, I'm assuming it was during the Vietnam War because sure. of that, but he never talked about it. Sure. So when he shared the story with me, it was six months before he passed away. Mm -hmm. My whole entire life, I thought he had enlisted. I had no idea he was drafted. Because oh, wow. he never talked about it. As you know, that generation didn't, right? Yeah. And he, as he's telling me the story, he says, I didn't have a choice. And when he said that, it permeated my soul, those words. And I thought, wow, how many times have I said that to myself? Yeah. 
that I must have inherently took that on from you. Wow, I was in an abusive relationship for 12 years and I said that on a daily basis. I don't have a choice. I just have to wait till he kills me. Wow. So my cause is to show people, to help people, to teach people, to guide them, to spark the, what we just did, to spark the intuition that mm. they do have a choice. That is my cause. And think about how much different that is than your purpose. Absolutely. Your purpose is, is educating people through podcasts. Mm -hmm. That's a good purpose through the books, mm -hmm. through coaching. Like that's like, that's my purpose. And people do that. They're like, oh yeah, my purpose is to be a coach. Like, well, what do you coach on? And we have these like insignificant conversations and we solve these superficial problems. And as I'm listening to you, I resonate because both of my grandfathers fought in the Korean war. I never asked them if they were drafted or if they enlisted. Mm. My one grandfather did like six or eight years or something like that. My other grandfather just did his normal three or two or whatever it was yeah. when he got drafted. I think it was like two, two years, maybe three years, whatever. That was it. Yeah. He was out. Wow. It wasn't his, sure. it wasn't his cause. Right. Right. He had a purpose in the meantime. So now I think about how many veterans like, well, I don't have a purpose. I don't have a, a mission or whatever. They're not fighting for a cause. Right. And when you fight for a cause, you fight to the death. Mm. Which begs the question, how many people are willing to fight for their family? True. How many people are willing to fight for their business? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And when things get too hard, they quit. Mm -hmm. Why do they quit? It's their purpose. Mm -hmm. If your purpose is so strong, why do people quit? It's because they don't have a cause. Oh my gosh. I'm like, oh my, I'm, I'm like almost rewriting my whole entire coaching program. Like, I love it. I'm thinking like, am I going superficial? And, and then it, it just, the way, oh my gosh, the way that you, like, I'm so happy right now. Good. The way that you strung the words together. And I, and it's not like I've never heard it before. Like we hear it all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like when you say things to your kids, like all the time, all the time, all the time, and then it happens to them. Mm -hmm. See, I told you. That's the first thing we do as parents. Mm -hmm. Told you. I told you what would happen. Mm -hmm. See? And you thought all these years I was just complaining. I was like, mom, I see it now and I understand. So when your purpose is in alignment with your cause, that's where the alignment piece comes into. So that's a crucial key for me in my coaching business. So it's three parts. Is finding the alignment. Yeah. So, okay. so we, uh, as you can tell, we could literally talk for <laughs> days about this and I know that we'll take this offline and talk more. Oh my gosh. So, uh, and I love that you've had this huge epiphany on the show. So thank you for being here. Um, where can people connect with you? There's listen to your show Yeah. and, um, yeah, know more about you connect with you on social media. Yeah. So our books are on Amazon, uh, from no worth to self-worth. I wrote a book like in 2016 It was my first like venture into writing called decisions the power to overcome self-defeating behaviors. That book's available on Amazon. It's available on our website, The Success Corps, C-O-R-P-S, like Marine Corps, mm -hmm. thesuccesscorps.com. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram is The Success Corps. I'm on TikTok, The Success Corps. So that's what we do. The podcast is Create, Launch, Monetize, and From No Work to Self-Worth. And hopefully this fall, we will have the TV show launched. Awesome. Hopefully. Awesome, 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 awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. Yes. Thank you for driving up to Park City to meet yes. with me. And before you go, I always like to la uh, ask this last question of what phrase, scripture, or mantra are you living by right now? I don't even know anymore. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like scrambled. <laughs> but like an You're... hour ago, yeah. the, the, the phrase, yeah. the, the, the thing of mine yeah. 
was was you reframe your mind, you reframe your life. Yes. And that that's the thing. Yes. If you reframe your mind, yeah. you reframe your life. And we just blew your mind out. hundred <laughs> percent. So in closing, yeah. Stop making excuses. Start making results. Mm, love it. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you for listening to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And if you liked this episode, because I mean, why would you not? I mean, you just literally heard Sean's epiphany and you probably took some notes for your own cause and purpose and alignment and how that shows up for your life. So please go over to Apple Podcasts, give us an honest review. And also you can always email us. You can email me at heyshay at shaysparks.com and let me know uh, who you'd like to see next on our show. And until next time, let's get fired up. This podcast is a proud partner of the Heroes Media Group, Lima Charlie Network, and Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Sponsored by Sparks of Fire International, where we get you fired up about your life and business, and Quest Education. What if you could use the money inside your retirement account, penalty and tax-free, and use that money to start your own dream business? Our friend Daniel Blue from Season 5, Episode 5 over at Quest Education is so kind to give you, our listeners, their How to Grow Your Money Tax-Free online course completely complimentary just for listening to today's show. We invite you to find out more about their generous opportunity at the link in the show notes. So just imagine the business you could start with your freed up money.